Welcome back to High Cheese, a podcast dedicated to one Major League Baseball season and the 22-team score sheet fantasy baseball league born of its happenings. I'm Darren Clark, one of four baseball managers on the show. In this mid-season edition, I'm joined by Mal Romanen, Jesse Seguin, and the prodigal son of the podcast, Bobby Cross, returning from a one-episode hiatus spent tending to his garden. On this week's episode, we talk sticky stuff, what's up with the St. Louis Cardinals, the AL MVP race, we make our picks for things like favorite player, least favorite player, most overrated player, most underrated player, and we see if Jesse brought any jalopies to the show for us to buy or take a pass on. We start the show with Mal and I reminiscing on the 1985 ALCS between Kansas City and Toronto. Enjoy the show. Play ball! You know, it's funny. I'm finishing up that 1985 article. So all I've been watching lately is that 1985 series. And, and I really appreciated. Once I started digging into it, I'm like, oh, I have to write about this more. It's so great. I, I, it's so beautiful, but so different. Game three, I think it's game three or game four, where uh, Lee Brandt starts for Kansas City. Charlie. Goes into the ninth. Goes into the ninth, leading one nothing. Nobody is working in the bullpen for Kansas. That's so outstanding. <laughs> Nobody. I mean, like it's not so even many... just in case. No. Nope. Yeah, Quisenberry gets up after three straight balls to Damaso Garcia because if there's any sign in the world that you yeah, need, three balls to Damaso Garcia. Three straight balls to Damaso Garcia is he, it. Yeah, he doesn't but, let that yeah. happen. Yeah, <laughs> but there's so many times that series you're like, oh my god, are they really going to leave this guy? Like, think about that. So Libre comes in, it's one nothing. Garcia gets on. Um, just quant and now now they've actually got because the quiz up in the bullpen. Mosby hits a double, scores Garcia to tie the game. He's still in the game after that. <laughs> like all this stuff, you're like, he would have been gone in the sixth. Oh, for you sure. You know what I mean? Like in modern <laughs> baseball, and not to get on that thing, but it's just kind of refreshing that uh to, to see the the starters have to kind of Grin and Baird out there. Well, it was their game. It was yeah. their game until, you know, it wasn't. That's the kind of thing. It was just, that's pretty crazy. When you showed me that inning with uh, Quisenberry, the, that crazy inning from that series, what was, uh, what game was that? When Mosby, trying to think what happened that whole inning. Was it that inning? Was it the same inning? No. Yeah, were they? Oh, I can't. I can't remember. Was game five? Game five? There were so many crazy. Anyways, just watching Quisenberry, like, you know, remember how dominant he was. You watch him now, you're like, what crap is he throwing up? Oh, I know. I mean, is that 85 or what? Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're like, wow. You don't even remember it being like that, you know? No, it's different. But mind you, when you watch Steve, even like Mark Gubiza started the one game I just watched, and Gubiza's chucking 95. He was, you know? yeah. Yeah, Kubiska could bring it. Mm-hmm. Hey, BC. How did you know? Oh, was Kubek was talking about it. And of course, because Kubek was talking about it, was which gun is that? Is it the fast, <laughs> the gun, fast or gun or the, or the slow, gun? slow gun? Which I totally forgot about the fact That's that there was right. like this whole idea there was two different radar guns giving you two different speeds. One was when he threw it and one was at the plate, I think. Yeah, yeah, something, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> the fast gun or the slow gun. Yeah. That's outstanding. <laughs> 
So it's been, a, it's been a while since we actually met seeing, seeing Bobby on here. It's been a while, a long time for Bobby. Yeah. What, what do you guys, so there's like a ton of major league baseball that's happened a ton. So, so any thoughts that, that you guys wanted to, to share today, Bobby, you just joined us. What, what's on your mind about baseball these days? How about Milwaukee? They've got the biggest uh, divisional lead out of any division leader right now. I actually had written down the top five teams in Major League Baseball right now. And it's pretty wild because the Dodgers are in there, right? They're tied with more are than they one. Are they? But it's, the, the Giants are number Giants, one. They they? Just, it's the Giants, Giants are doing it, man. It's a, it's a tie. The Giants, the Red Sox, who I don't think many of us would have seen no. come in. Dodgers, no, but, obviously. Houston. Because those three teams are at 53 wins. Houston at 52. And then, as Bobby mentioned, Milwaukee at 51. And Milwaukee doing with their usual kind of smoke and mirrors routine, although yeah. uh, Burns is all is pretty much more smoke than, than mirror, uh, obviously, at this Woodruff. point. And aren't they on, like, a massive win streak or something, too? Like 11 yeah, they've been turning it up. Bobby, I would just like to thank uh, your St. Louis Cardinals for single-handedly ruining my Colorado Rockies underbet here. <laughs> Holy smokes. I mean, what well, is going on? That's the other thing. The teams below 500 are – I mean, first the Yankees are only one game over. Then you have Philly, Atlanta, St. Louis, all under 500, which is surprising to me. Atlanta and St. Louis in particular, and then Minnesota – who are wow. really dogging it up at 34 and 48. Yeah, they are. What's going on with your Cardinals, Bobby? A lot of injuries to the pitching. Their pitching's been decimated. Uh, offensively, they have stunk. They've been completely awful, and they weren't missing anybody on offense. They had Harrison Bader out. So it's not like he, were, he was going to offer a lot of offense. But then he came back, and he had a walk-off grand slam the other night. I saw so, that you uh, – you decided to go on to Twitter and pronounce that it was time to change the batting coach for St. Louis. <laughs> you're you're like, use Justin Drummond's vehicle to look for change. The uh, Twitter tweet. Yeah. If, uh, if you've got guys like Goldschmidt and Arnauto that have been so good for so long and every single player on the offense was struggling awfully you can't just say, well, oh, they're in a cold snap. No, Goldschmidt has never, ever, ever been in a cold, cold snap. Arnado, never in a cold snap. Well, these players were, they were lost at the plate. And then I think it was either the day I tweeted that or the next day, Edmund came out and he said that their approach behind the scenes wasn't up to par. And it was rare for a player to kind of call out management. Yeah, and then and um, I think it was right after that, Mike Schilt came out and said, no, it's it's up to the coaching staff at this point because we've been dropping the ball, and then ever since then they changed their approach. I'm seeing a lot of uh, a lot of hit and runs. I'm seeing guys try to go opposite field against the shift. Um, they're hitting a little bit better. I mean, they, they had like a two week stretch where they didn't get more than two runs in a game, so they're at least hitting the ball now. Wow. Um, my boy Matt, right I'm watching the game now and. Uh, my boy Matt Carpenter just had a two-run triple last inning. Ooh. So, wow. If, uh, you couldn't the, see this coming, though, a bit, like with a guy like Goldschmidt. Like, you didn't think maybe he is this getting is a little. What's of, Goldschmidt, 33? Yeah, you could kind of see the, the, this year. The, the decline is coming. Okay. You know what I mean? And, you know, I kept telling Jesse, be patient, because I, I kept looking at the third hit percentages, and I was seeing Goldschmidt near the top constantly. 
And if you keep hitting the ball hard, eventually something is going to happen. You can't have a guy like Goldschmidt be cold all year long. It's going to start finding holes. And I, I think Goldschmidt is still Goldschmidt. I don't think he could be cold for as long as he has been. Um, so if he is know. hitting the ball hard consistently, like you're saying, what do you think the, the hitting coach would be an issue with that? I think it was the, uh, the mentality behind how they were hitting. I think they weren't trying to hit the ball all over the field. Um, they weren't trying different things. I think they were just, they were just trying to hit the hell out of the ball as hard as they could. Okay. Um, Goldschmidt said that too. He said about a week before they started hitting the ball, he said, this is completely on me. He says, I've never struggled like this before. And I'm just, I'm trying to kill the ball because I feel like I need to make up for my, my teammates shortcomings. He says, I feel like it's on me and I'm trying to crush the ball. I'm trying to win the game myself. You don't think, sorry, go ahead. He was hitting the ball hard and it just, it kept going deep to left field, deep to left field every single time. He wasn't walking either. Yeah. Remember I alluded to that earlier in the season. He was like, he had like six or seven walks and almost 30 strikeouts, I think, to start the year. He was like, no, and that's not good to me either. I would say if somebody's got Arenado, I'm not shocked by his performance. He just left Colorado. To me, that's what happened in Arenado. Like, it's not – I think you, you even said, I mean, it's not like he's awful. He was pretty he, good early, too. Yeah, he, he just had – I know he, he went through a downswing over the last, like, three weeks maybe. Does that sound right? But yeah. I, I just thought that was more to do with I, – I figured he was going to be, like, maybe 490 slugging percentage, maybe hit 280, that sort of thing this year. The 600 slugging stuff, that's Colorado or else he's not doing it. That's my take on it. Jesse, we'll see. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, no. Go ahead, Jesse. For this week in baseball, how about, uh, well, Schwarber and his massive home run streak there. Wow. That's crazy. That's nuts. And then he's gone. And now he's done. Yeah, you know, like it's almost like a forgotten thing in a week. You'll never remember he did it. Who has Schwarber? Uh, Good good question. Someone look it up. Yeah, Um, I played them. I played them today. You played it. You would know if you played yeah. them. <laughs> I, I want to see the guy that has Tatis, too. Maybe no. Team 18. Team 18 yeah. has them. That makes sense. Wow, wow, man. Come on now. So he's actually got, and probably we'll talk about him later, because he's Team 18, that's your division, right, Bobby? Yeah, that's the guy that's leading the division. Leading the and league, so actually. Lucas Heimbach. So he's got Mullins having the year of his life. Oh, how crazy <laughs> Cedric that? Mullins. Tapia's Cedric having an amazing year. Tapia's been watch, going yeah, off, sure. going off. You got Acuna. Mm-hmm. Couple, you got a couple runs of the fences, and then he just woke Tatis? himself right yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, early on. Schwarber? How does he even fit all these guys in the lineup? Well, Schwarber's hurt now. So before, I don't know how he's fitting them in. And Schwarber was pretty awful for a while there too. So you hope he had him in. Well, apparently he did have him in the lineup. So it was like a two-week stretch though that he hit all these home runs. So it's only a recent yeah. thing with Schwarber. Yeah, it was like fifteen or sixteen or something like that. Like it was, it was insane. It was yeah. insane. And a lot of them were leadoff homers too, right? Like you lead off the game with a yeah, home run. Off. Like yeah. Schwarber leading off. Who would have thought, right? Like. 
Remember I, another player, Darren? Because I remind you of in the 90s. Guy went off for a year. Yankee. I don't know. Kevin, Ma, Kevin Moss. Remember that? Kevin Moss, first like baseman, Kevin Moss. Like a shit ton of home runs that one year. Like crazy yeah. amount. And a short sample and then see it. <laughs> like Brady Anderson? Yeah, well, one Brady year, Anderson 50 homers. Really? And the steroids. Steroids. Yeah, it was yeah, pretty obvious what that was. Well, it's another funny thing about going, watching that 85 series is how many guys retired at age 32 from that Jays team. A lot of guys. That was it. So we're talking about – it's a different time in conditioning. There was no steroids. Yeah. It was an entirely different era, and guys just didn't last very long. And now no. we look at it like, what's the matter with that 34-year-old guy? Yeah, that's right. And, you know, back in the day, he would probably be out of the game. There wasn't a lot of guys getting past – the age 32 mark, right? Shaker Mose and good players too. And they Shaker didn't start Mose, as yeah. early. Like the career yeah. was just so much shorter. Yeah. You yeah. come up to it older and you left earlier. Schwarber though, not a, that's not a small sample size. I think he's, he's done that sort of thing before. Yeah. Got big he's, power. he's got a great swing. The guy's a brute up there, you know, for sure. Or are we oh, going to yeah. talk, are we going to talk about the, uh, the spin, the spin rate, the uh, sticky stuff since we haven't talked about that yet? Yeah. Sure. I don't know. Like, have you seen a difference? Anybody here has seen like a huge aside? Put all the noise aside. The childish antics by the likes of uh, Buddy there from who's I'm going blank on Last from Schwarber. No, not sure. Scherzer. Scherzer. Yeah, that's why uh, I think of Schwarber and it's Schwarber? Scherzer. So we talked about him too. Scherzer was a child. There's a lot of guys who were child. Well, the data so, the data says it's made an impact. I mean, you can't see it per se. You know, when you're watching a ball game, I don't know, but the data is telling you offense is up, you know, and it's, it's yeah. making strikeouts are down, which I think is I don't think Cole's exciting. done a good start yet. Uh, no, he, he does not. And there's a few guys that have not, yeah. you know what I mean? I mean, there's, there's not, he's not alone in that. Uh, so that's kind of interesting to see. I, I thought the worst one of it was, was Trevor Bauer because we talked about it and we asked Bobby who has Trevor Bauer and saying, and we said, what would you think if Trevor Bauer was busted using sticky stuff? And he said it would be, he'd be a hypocrite if I'm, I might be paraphrasing, but that was pretty much it. Yeah. And what amazed me on Twitter, and I think I even tweeted at him a couple of times, was he was going off a of major league baseball doing this midway through the, the season. It's ridiculous. And, you know, people are going to get hurt. And it's like, why don't you just admit what you did, that you were this guy a couple years ago, talking crap, talking crap all day long about people using it and making fun of Garrett Cole, and you did the same thing, but you won't come out and say it. Like you don't have, you don't have the courage to come out and say it. And the whole idea that more people were going to get hurt was just the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And it gets parroted by people like John Boy. And I saw John Boy playing baseball the other day, and I was like, now I understand a lot about John Boy. He's great when he's <laughs> commenting on people in the stands and funny things happening, but he doesn't really yeah, yeah. he doesn't really know a lot about baseball. He's like Buddy there from the Leafs who does the the yelling Dang, does dang, dangle. Yeah, yeah, dangle. Just yeah, stick yeah, to yeah, yelling yeah. and screaming and being emotional as being a fan. Don't try to be uh, somebody giving insight in the game because that stuff by Glass now and them is just bunk. You don't. So, it's complete bunk. These guys like how how tall is Tyler Glass now? Six five. That's what he's about, right? You think he has mm-hmm. trouble getting his hand around a ball? 
<laughs> Come on, man. as I say, every but the, the the way people just accept it, and it's like, oh yeah, 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 and you're like, just grab a baseball. As if pictures never got it's made a horse hide then, with seeds with seeds the other, for that the other, very reason. The other punchline is, is like people are acting like now pitchers are going to start getting hurt. It's like where you been? <laughs> this, is, this has been never ending for the last like five years. Guys are just going out there and throwing max effort. The only time, yeah, that's right. The only time you have trouble holding the baseball is in the rain. And that's why we don't play when it rains. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you stop. Right? <laughs> I know that is crazy stuff. It's funny, but then national writers will parrot it. Well, right. Keep a suspension or not? Or no, no, that got oh. dropped. I think. Did it? Yeah. Who's yeah. suspension? Seattle um, pitcher Santiago got Why caught for it in his glove or something. I what do you mean it right? got dropped? I thought I it was because it was yeah. on his arm. Was it on his arm? His glove. So yeah. They, like apparently they appealed it, and he was saying that it was just uh, sweat with rosin. He said, "Yeah, he but here, but you're only you're only allowed to use a rosin bag as far as rosin goes." And he had, and what I read was he had rosin on his uh, non-pitching arm. So probably like under his sleeve, he had some to take it. And you're not allowed to use rosin in that way. Of course you're not. That's why it's on the mound. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like you used to. You know what's the funny think... thing about rosin? Bobby, you pitched. Did you ever use rosin? I always thought that bag oh. was just like, what do I do with this bag? Yeah. Like, I don't need I don't, I don't need it. Like, what is it? It's I like the hot towel on an airplane. Like, what do you really do with it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I never used it. It was always there, but. I was always stepping off the mountain and just blowing on my fingers to get them dry. That was the only thing I knew. Like maybe you wipe them on your sleeve a little bit and then when yeah. you sleep, then you're out of ideas. Now you're just kind of reducing your speed because you don't want to throw it at guys, but you just kind of uh, just wiped it on your sleeve or blew on it. Now I watched Santiago's game. I think it was two or three days after he got caught because they appealed it. He was still allowed to pitch. As soon as he came out to the mound, he called the umpires out and he said, I want this rosin bag out of here. He says, I don't want anything out here that could These even guys, That's your first sign They're right like there. First sign right old. there. Yeah. What are you talking about? It was like, each and every time, and same with shirts or same with these guys, you're getting checked because you almost everybody in the league's been cheating. Yeah. And the whole idea of how oh, this suddenly happened in midseason. No, the rules always been there. It and wasn't in Morris. Yeah, they like were come warned. on, guys. I you're know. not. You're not a high schooler here. You're an adult man. Like Scherzer is 30, what, eight now? He's old, dude. He's up there. 30, 36, maybe. Yeah. But pitchers are still getting checked, too, right? After every inning, I'm thinking they're all checking their caps and stuff. I'm like, this is kind of, it's kind of funny. They don't want to be embarrassed. Nobody wants to be embarrassed and and busted. You know what I mean? So they've all been doing it. I guess the big question now, and we'll ask this question for, for our boy, Justin Drummond, because he had once again totally decided that the MVP of the American League was decided. Absolutely. There was nobody in second place. It was another year of Josh Donaldson winning the MVP with Mike Trout nowhere to be seen. Right. right. So he said he was right. He was right. Shohei Otani's kind of went bonkers the last couple of weeks. Who you got if you're picking an MVP right now? Don't you think it's Otani's to lose? Like he's the front runner just because of the circumstances. I mean, it's, it's I mean, Vladdy doesn't, Vladdy doesn't pitch. I don't know what to say. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting that both candidates aren't even really in playoff positions either, right? Like, mm-hmm. 
typically yeah. MVPs are on playoff teams, I'd when, find, right? Like, which kind of equalizes it, actually, because right. writers do take that into consideration whether they should or shouldn't. It matters, and that's not a factor. Well, year. tell Mike Trout's not MVP every so year, far. I think, right? Because yeah. he's never yeah. in a playoff contention, right? So, Bobby, who you got in the MVP for the AL? It's easily Otani. He's doing what Vlad is doing offensively, like pretty much. They're pretty similar. But then you've got this ace. You've got this guy who, who could win the Cy Young. Not, not last week. Yeah. <laughs> he's... He, he's right. doing the same thing offensively as he's doing defensively. And when you put the two together, I mean, I'm, I was getting kind of tired every time you go on Facebook or Twitter, you're like, Oh, Tony, first time in so many years, he's yeah. going to change up in the same game that he hit a single to left field. It's like, I don't, <laughs> don't care about that stuff anymore. Right. But I think uh, at the end of the day, we, uh, we still underappreciate what Otani is doing because he's doing something that only, once has been done before and that was a hundred years ago and when ruth did it the game was completely different from today i mean there wasn't 30 teams you were playing i mean the game has evolved so much and otani is just dominating he's he's the best pitcher and the best offensive player at the same time i I think if vladi wins it he's gonna have to win the triple crown I think that's his average. That's what I said. He asked because yeah. we had talked about what are the odds of him getting a triple crown. And I, I said to Justin last week, he Not better high. start working on that triple crown because <laughs> yeah, that's, right. that's his only line on, on MVP. But I do think I'm not as, as overly optimistic as you guys with Otani. I think Otani's had a great run and he's probably who I would vote for for the AL MVP, but it's really tight to me. I think Vladdy's across the board dominant on offense. Oh, average, amazing. Getting on base. He's a monster out there. He's playing in some pretty good stadiums too, but whatever. He's crushing it wherever he goes. Yeah, he is. And I think I don't know if Otani's going to keep it up pitching. I mean, Bobby makes some great points in terms of how unprecedented it is, and it's like I think I've maybe very quickly become a little bit numb to it, and and I shouldn't because it's remarkable. But I wonder how he's going to hold up on the mound. I do not. I don't have as much faith in him as a pitcher. As a as a hitter, he's insane. As a pitcher. We'll see as the innings pro- progress. If I, he's agree got I, I agree feel, with that. I question his feel a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you should. We'll yeah, I, th- I think that makes a lot of sense. That's that's, And if he starts shitting the bed, that's where Vladdy will just be elevated because of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think I Vladdy's going to keep going. He's just going to. The other guy is going to get a lot of consideration is for what we just decided. If everything continues, it's going to be Xander Bogarts. Um, what a player. And they're in first place. They weren't supposed to be. He's going to get a ton of votes from writers for, you know, forcing that team into the playoffs, so to speak. That guy's a great player. I mean, I was obviously. Gonna, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I was going to bring him up a little bit later in the podcast. Is it possible that he is the most underrated player in baseball? Maybe. Um, I, I thought of him. He wasn't my choice for that, but he. I, I thought of him. What a great player he is. He's a great offensive player. He's pretty good defensively, mm-hmm. but they got him hitting cleanup in Baltimore or in uh, in Boston. And he's well, that's why you year. thought Baltimore would win. <laughs> I thought they had Bogart. That's right. Um, but no, I'm looking at his, his stats and his career batting average of 292 on base, yeah. 354, career OPS of 814. Uh, he started off kind of slow the first couple of years, but he's only 28 years old. So. Mm-hmm. He's in his prime right now, and he's been doing it for almost ten years. So I think he's he's 
he should be in the MVP running. He's do great. Wanna, do you want to, since you brought that up, Bobby, you want to get into uh, most over, get into your list? We'll do that next sure. and we'll look at our teams after. And yeah, maybe do some Jesse Jalopies too. If you, did you bring Jalopies tonight, Jesse? I could probably work something out, yeah. Okay. So you didn't. But you <laughs> no, could no. Probably, no. Okay. I can, I can wheel some out, yeah. Just, just pull yeah. the drawer out, pull them out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In there. yeah. Okay. I save them. I mean, don't do them for like three weeks and they're kind of outdated by the time they roll around, you know, like. So it's okay. I can figure something out. So why don't we start with most overrated player in baseball? We can start with Bobby. Uh, we could do most overrated for sure. I've got my boy, Bryce Harper. Mm-hmm. I think he is supposed to go out every year and hit 50 home runs. Uh, he's supposed to be, you know, the spokesperson for this generation. And if you look at what he's supposed to be doing and what he has done over the last couple of seasons, it's a massive disappointment. He's been injury prone. Um, at best, he I have I don't have his stats in front of me here, but I mean you'd be lucky to get 30, 35 home runs, which is still pretty damn good, but it ain't the 50 that he was supposed to be getting. Yeah, so, 876 ops right now. He had 962 last year, 882 before that, 889 before that. So over the last four years, since 2018, his ops is like 894. So 258, 386, 508. He gets on base a ton, right? I mean. He's a terrible defender too. I would add to that that when I big arm. I caught a lot of his a lot of Phillies games early in the year for some reason. Phillies Mets games seemed to be the only thing they yeah, were, they were good. They were fun. Yeah, they were fantastic games. But I was amazed at how awful of a defensive player he is in terms of his reads on balls, getting to balls. He's awful. Decent arm, yeah. I'm not going to say, but but man, like he's killing pitchers out there in right field. So I would <laughs> I would add that. And considering he was like up there with Trout too, right? Who was going to be like the next big star right. at that time, right? Coming in there as a high pick and everything. Like I can see it be kind of an overrated kind of situation for sure. And people forget that, like, I just think that Harper plays in a nice hitting park in, in Philly. Trout plays in a terrible hitter's park. Yep. There's not a yeah. lot of bad hitter's parks in the league, but California is one of them. The Angels, Angels Ballpark is one of them. So, Jesse, who are you picking for most overrated? I had Javi Baez actually. I thought uh, I don't know year after year. You think he's should be more offensive, I guess. He kind of lets you down a little bit. Maybe he's really good defensively at shortstop, but offensively, I just I think he's lacking a little bit. Maybe he's a big swing and miss kind of guy, right? Doesn't walk as much as you'd like to see from him. Yeah. So I think maybe just a little overrated based on where you you consider him being as a top echelon shortstop in the league. So. 225, he's hitting this year. He went on a bit of a he's run a there, but it's 225, yeah. 274, 458. And his yeah, plus is like 100. Yeah, last year wasn't great either, I didn't think. And again, he doesn't really get on base a ton. Like, you, for a guy who's like a high, yeah, higher yeah. pick win that, he's always rated kind of statistically, or especially in like fantasy wise, right? You always have him in the top five or six shortstops there, right? Think about this his last 532 plate appearances, so the last two years. Now, you could say last year was short Not season, whatever, but it's 215 batting average, 258 on base percentage. Yeah. That ain't going to cut it. Yeah, that's a good yeah. one. Mel, who are you taking? Well, mine is we've talked about already, and I, I know it's a little maybe premature to just say this, but I think it's Garrett Cole. I think for what he is, I mean, he's been outstanding, but. And the reason I say that is because his numbers before he went to Houston were very 
just average for a first overall type pick. And the second we've uh, encountered some uh, adversity with spin rate, he's been horrible. So I'm just going to, you know, it's not necessarily, let's see what happens, but uh, I think the case could be made that uh, for the amount of money that they've uh, signed him for, that he could also be very overrated that his success has, has coincided with uh, some very suspicious circumstances and, there's reason to believe maybe it's not what it is. So obviously in that three or four year window, he was as good as there was, uh, but let's see what happens. I he was a big, possible. he was a big prospect like spin rates. I can't debate that at all, but it's not like he was just a schmo. He was a big prospect who had some, and wasn't great. Of possibilities in Pittsburgh. Yeah, he but was he wasn't great for yeah, many no, years, for many great. years. Well, not, a 4-2 ERA. How old is he right now? You're talking like the guy. Well, how many three, years three. in Pittsburgh? Five? Three, four. And what, he wasn't so even traded for that great of a return either because he wasn't that Yeah, yeah he either, wasn't right? exactly dominant. No, well, you know I what mean, was the interesting one? We should talk about it too is, and we didn't mention earlier, was the whole Josh Donaldson, Lucas Giolito thing. Which is I remember <laughs> Bobby had Lucas Giolito, and I was like, I watched Lucas Giolito, and I don't see it. I don't see it. Everything is, you know, like, he's just. He's bad. And he was like had a six ERA that year. Um, Jared Cole, you're right. He was in there. He was there for five years. He actually had one year where his ERA was 2.6. So one. I don't know if that's what was his last year. Uh, 4.26. And then the next few years. Yeah, he's been under three yeah. for yeah. four years in a row. Right? So, I, you know, I, I think there's a chance he's overrated. That's that overrated. Obviously, yeah. still very good pitcher. It's not, well, just, it's not shit pitcher. I, I, I did like <laughs> I did like Donaldson take a bit of a run at Giolito. That was great. I loved it. It was. Giolito actually, I saw an interview with him later, and he, he handled himself fairly well. Did he? Good. But it did make me wonder. Like, he was one of those guys where you think, how did this guy suddenly become this guy? Yeah. And now you start to see these things and think, well, maybe that's it. I don't know. It is interesting to watch. It's just some interesting drama. It's hard, though. Now it's it's added that element of, I mean, we all know short, you know, small sample sizes and pitchers. It's tough to go by anyway. And now you're looking at like with this massive magnifying glass at these results and say, oh, okay, this mm-hmm. guy had two bad starts. Obviously, he was cheating, for sure, for sure. You know? And I don't know if that's necessary. who's your guy, Darren. Uh, my guy is actually, and am I list going to seem like I'm just trying to piss off Bobby? Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, I'm not actually. Like I honestly did this 15 minutes before, so it was is like anything abnormal about that though. <laughs> Maybe not. Good point. My, mine is Yadier Molina. Which, uh, you know, fair point. Yadi. I'll tell you why because I find I don't like that whole the way he carries himself on a baseball field the sage I, I find it's a bit of a poser look to me and sometimes when he's doing hot dog stuff like throwing it down to the base to pick the guy i've seen him toss it out in the outfield sometimes he's a great catcher he's a fantastic catcher i just find sometimes people with their poetry about yadi or molina and i'm talking about watching cardinals broadcast sometimes it's like okay take it easy everybody take it easy <laughs> this isn't the second coming of jesus here it's it's yadi or molina but that's just personal preference. Is it the tattoos that bothers you? <laughs> no, actually. With I wanna, can you see if we get Yadier to start wearing goggles? Grow <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, his hair long too. Get him like yeah. shoulder length hair. <laughs> uh, I'll start. Just I'll start with. Uh, I'll start with. We'll go back around the, from once okay. we can. Yeah, yeah, My most yeah. underrated player, Max Muncy. I hate to pick a Dodger. Max Muncy. Wow, I, I was going to say Muncy too, actually. 
He's just such a tough out, and I think he gets lost sometimes in the shuffle behind Betts and Bellinger. But I just find I don't want the Dodgers twin most of the time, and I just find he's the guy we like. Geez, we can't get this guy out. He's just he takes. He's got a great eye, makes the pitcher work, and he's he's clutch. So that's Late my bloomer mind. too, right? Absolutely, yeah. Full credit. I wanted team. him like years in Euro when we first started playing score sheet. I looked at him in Oakland. Actually, he's like a, yeah. an older prospect. He's kind of dwindling in Triple A, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah. Was, that, was that your most underrated too? Or? It was gonna be. Yeah, I, I thought about him actually because he's okay. you know good player. Right? Sorry, so, you can have two. Okay, Mel, we back to you. Well, my guy has been kind of off the radar for a couple of years here, but uh, I, I think he's just an exceptional player who's who's been overlooked for a while, and that's Aaron Hicks. I think he does everything on a baseball field that you would want to be done. Um, great, great defender, great hitter for both sides. Like dangerous, he's just been hurt for two years yeah, uh, and just disappeared. Yeah. He always hurt actually. And it's a shame talking about guys who kind of, and I think we get to that later guys who really never had the chance to blossom. He's one of those guys. And we saw him in Buffalo. such an athlete. Yeah. So much fun to watch, right? So much fun. Just you, he jumps out at you when you see him play. Yeah. And that's the kind of thing I'm like, Holy smokes, this guy's a great player. And it's, I feel bad that he's, you know, always hurt obviously. So whatever happens there, but that's my underrated guy. Jesse, who yeah. did you end up going with? I went, I'm surprisingly sticking with the Cubs, but uh, Kyle Hendricks, I thought, maybe a little bit underrated pitcher. I looked at his career, and he seems to always just sort of get it done. You know, he's pitching a lot of innings. He's actually, ERAs pretty respectable, actually, every single year. Did he get you know, back on the this year? Or he, he was struggling there. Yeah, he did. Well, he always does. He starts off crap, and then he right? comes back Right? Like I said, around. he always seems to pull it together and have like a low oh. whip and a pretty respectable ERA and gives you a lot of innings, and it's just somebody you don't consider being a top echelon pitcher. But, again, consistently, year after year, he just seems to get it done. So, Yeah, I mean, his career ERA is 3.18, which is really, really impressive. That's and he's really never impressive, he's never been <laughs> right? In- like. Yeah. Never been into four. And he's a guy out there chucking 86, 87 sometimes. That's the fastball. That's impressive. There you go. He doesn't seem to do anything that massive to fool you either. Yeah. He's no. one of those guys. But full credit to him. BC, who are you going for? Underrated. I'm telling I think you. He already, Bobby already picked it. <laughs> yeah. I was going to go with my boy Adam Wainwright because I feel like he's, even though he's 39 years old, Keeps he's hanging around. underrated. He's plugging away still. He's still in the rotation. Um, but I did go with my boy Xander Bogarts. Apparently, everybody's the boy tonight. Yeah, um, <laughs> boys. But yeah. I, I really like watching Xander Bogarts play baseball. And I remember when he first came up, um, he wasn't really a big prospect. It was kind of like when Starling Castro came up for the Cubs. It was really young guy who could make solid contact, had a little bit of power, but it was. The, the selling point was that he was like 20, 21 years old and could just hit 300. And was he that, a first overall prospect, yeah. the number one prospect at the time? Bogarts? Yeah. I don't know. I thought he was. His former Duke Temple. I thought it's. I thought uh, he was number I, one at the time. I guess it doesn't he, matter really, but I know he was a young guy when he came off, right? 20 and 21. And, he was the number two prospect number in 2014. Two? The year before that, he was number eight baseball America. Yeah. Uh, at the age of 21, he had 129 hits. So that was his first full season in the big. So he got a quick head start. I think he, if he keeps it up, he's going to be a lock for uh, for 3,000 hits. He keeps hitting 
every year like he has been, I think it's going to be an easy 3,000 hits for him. So he's my underrated pick. Wow. He's at 1180 right now. That's at eight, through age 28. Mm. Mm. That might be a little... Uh, injuries are the thing. Yeah, yeah, and he's a shortstop too, right? 10 years. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll probably move off of that. Wasn't he a third baseman for a long time too? Or in Boston there, you played third base, I think, for three or four years? The start of his career? Uh, his second year, that was his primary position. Who was playing short First then? year. Um, like that's af- after Nomar. Okay. Who, who was playing short then? The year he played thing third base. Stephen Drew. <laughs> oh, right. Is that right, Stephen? How do we forget him? Holy smokes. They he also looked like something there for a bit. They also had Jose Iglesias for a little bit. Wow. Stephen Drew, though, was a starter for sure. Yep. And Iglesias really became something. And he never looked like he was going to hit there in the minors. Good for him. Bobby, who's your... Um, What's the next category? It's the biggest disappointment, I think, is it? Biggest disappointment, yeah. So that that was more or less based off uh, a career that has already happened. So somebody that was supposed oh. to be something okay. big. Oh, okay. If, if you picked a current player, it's okay. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I went with Andrew Jones from the Braves. He was Whoa. he was a, a top. Isn't he a Hall of Famer? No, he's Ooh. not a Hall of Famer. No. He's going to yeah, be. He's in contention. <laughs> he fizzled out completely. I think it was around age 30 when he was pretty much done. And he was supposed to be a lock for everything. He was supposed to be like 3,000, yeah. 500, 600 home runs. Uh, he was wearing yeah. gold gloves all over the place. He was one of the best center fielders in the game. And then all of a sudden, poof. And he fizzled right out. I think he hung out a little bit with the White Sox, a little bit with the, uh, with the Yankees, and then he was done. And I think he's just got the, one of the biggest disappointments of a career because he could have been one of the greatest of all time. He, you know, it's, that's a unique one because, I mean, he's the guy mm-hmm. who people make a big argument for getting the Hall of Fame based on his defensive ability. His offense did drop off. I get what you're saying, though, because I remember when he yeah. first came up, he was going to be all end all, five to a player, and his offense just hit a wall at a certain juncture. And he just, so I do get that. Mm-hmm. Jesse, what do you think? For my biggest disappointment, yeah. I, uh, I had two, actually. I had Manny oh, Machado. You get to stay one. Okay. You're well, done. We can't have you going to say <laughs> extra stuff. This is a long night. Who, like, like, what who you was your second guy? Manny Machado and who? Oh, I'm not going to say it anymore, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Stanton. Mike, uh, Giancarlo Stanton. I think... Uh, oh, both, that's an interesting one. I think Stanton was, was the main guy to me. Like, again, we wanted him. He was our first pick. Uh, wanted to be a first pick when we were in score sheet there because he's had this massive potential 22 or 21 Oof. at the time just crushing 50 home runs every season and we, you know, we you dodged back, the bullet there and got justin upton yeah you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. but uh, right. maybe it added to the career disappointments but i don't know <laughs> both those guys to me just seem like they're even wanting more you know uh-huh. standing in machado here we go <laughs> come on so the cat makes its appearance so it's, it's i got a cat toy this time too to yeah. catch it. i don't know where it's going <laughs> It wasn't me. No. Okay. Machado's. I get what you're saying. Well, Machado's another guy too. Who's just I get of, it too. Kind of average-ish. Yeah. Like you always just feel like you're wanting more from Machado, man. Yeah. He's playing third base now, so it's like he can't get away with those numbers. 
if you're playing third no. base. If he's playing shortstop, maybe. Yeah, I don't think he's even having like an 800 OPS sometimes, right? He's always under 80, I think. Like, it's just disappointing. Yeah. So, Mal, who are you saying? Well, I, I'm going to go old school because we went the careers that are, I thought that we had to go careers that are over. Um, and the only guy I was going to know this is Darren. So, uh, do you remember? Do you do you remember Super Joe Charbonneau, the rookie man, of the year in nineteen eighty? You're going way back now. Oh, yeah, of course, Joe won Charbonneau the rookie of the, won the rookie of the year in nineteen eighty yeah. and played seventy more games because he was shit. Like, <laughs> like his year was so good. Like he hit yeah. two ninety with an eight forty eight, twenty three bombs as a kid, and then yeah. was terrible after that. Everybody in Cleveland was like the next, the next super player, the next super player in baseball, and. Nothing, nothing anymore. I just always love that story. So it's kind of where disappointing careers, like you can't be more disappointing than rookie of the year and then out of the league because you're bad. Just, but that's, that's, that, you know, that's going back a ways. But I took that too seriously, that category. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you may have actually. I was just trying to find a guy and I lost his name actually. Like Cogley and Arrow that played for the Red Sox and had a couple oh, of big Canigliero. Canigliero. Yeah, but he got yeah. hit in the head. Right, right. That's well, what it was. I was he disappointed. Got, he got I was beamed. disappointed by that back in 1950. Since we are beans. We'll just keep going back in time. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least you should remember it. I remember the story. I didn't okay, watch that, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, I was just looking at his stats as I for some reason, but that's not my pick. My pick is gonna be well, it was gonna be Don Brown. Just because oh, it has I really to be thought Tom Tom Brown. Brown. It has to be Tom. I really Brown. thought I saw something special. Now, in Tom there's Brown. no evidence to support the disappointment, but well, wait, <laughs> other than yeah, Darren's there's, scouting there's reports, half, he was on an all-star team. Did he make an all-star? He was on an all-star team. team. Justin, okay. okay, he was. Yeah, he had a 27 homer season, I think. And then after he made the all-star team, he hit like 98 yeah, or yeah. something. Just saw that come and traded him before. Darren, uh, Darren Clark before on the Don Brown. But it's actually Daryl Stra- Strawberry's my pick. Oh, that's a good Daryl. That's a good yeah. pick. I mean, that went with run, Dwight Gooden, too. Dwight Gooden could have used. Well, Doc Doc did have greater success. I think he tapped in a little more of what he had. Daryl Strawberry, remember him hitting that home run in the Big O? The Big O. Hit the, the roof. He hit the ceiling. And it was ridiculous. It wasn't opening one of those day. hit it high up in the air. Opening like, day. Hit it a mile. And it was such an effortless swing. Could steal bases, could do it all. But obviously other things got in the, <laughs> got in the way. <laughs> that era. We'll, we'll leave it. That we'll era. leave it at that. My, where are we now? Biggest we career. Well, favorite player to watch. Mine, I mentioned it before, Kyle Lewis. Why? Because he's just Kyle he's upbeat. Lewis. There's wow. like a real joy to his game. It's genuine. And he's putting a lot of work to become a, a little bit better of a hitter. So I, I respect the guy. I love watching him play. Oh, I got to choose one, right? Well, you can do two. I mean, I. Well, I, Jesse set the precedent. Well, okay. I can't even one's say. One's got to be from 1980, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be a smart ass. Uh, I can't, you can't, I can't, I'll leave Tatis to somebody else. I mean, it's just so blatantly obvious, I think. Yeah, but, that's why I stayed away. Um, yeah. I, He's one of the most hated guys, but I, I love watching Marcus Stroman pitch. I think he's fun. I think he's a great pitcher. I think the way he thinks the game is, is I, I really enjoy watching his starts, the, what he tries to do to, to get guys to have poor contact. Uh, I, I, I chose Stroman. Nice pick. I like yeah. it. Respect him. He worked hard. Jesse, who you, who's your favorite player? Mookie, Watch. Mookie Betts. 
Nice he pick. Just, he always nice seems pick. to do something special. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Great on defense. Such That's a good defensive I'm player. You know, like yeah. just, just somehow he just makes this amazing catch, and you don't even suspect him to get to the ball or something, right? So he's a very definition of of just a ball player. Yep. Just a guy who could go out, like could show up for a game, and you could throw him in any position, and he'd be great. Yeah. Yep. Play short. Yeah. 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 Bobby. Uh, this one's for Darren Yachty or Molina. Yachty or Molina. I won't bother going on and on about him, but I think it's it's kind of opposite of what Darren was saying. I see a guy that has the intensity on the field. I see a guy throwing base runners out from his knees that the ball's bouncing on his way to, on the way to the plate. I see a guy going opposite field with uh, runners in scoring position. Um, I see a guy who has picked up an entire pitching staff when they're down. So that's <laughs> Scott is godlike. That's what I see from Yadi Molina, and I love watching the guy play. And is he story. walking on water too, or yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not enough these yeah. days. <laughs> I, I think if you're a fan of that team, like if I was a Cardinals fan, yeah. I'm sure I would yeah. feel entirely differently. Because yeah, he's the heart of that team. There's no, there's no debating it. So. Absolutely. So what's your, the next one is favorite pitcher to watch. Who's that? Yeah, Mal, yeah. Mal got a head start on this one already. Is it Garrett Cole? No, Mal had uh, Marcus Stroman. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. What did you do? His favorite <laughs> player to watch. Mal, you failed. At the one what like, do you mean? It was a favorite player. And then the next one is favorite pitcher. Oh yeah, I did. <laughs> okay, I did. Oh, That's goodness. right. You lose uh, points. Okay, we don't usually give out points, but we're taking yeah, points off. That's, yeah, that is bad, uh, yeah. actually. Nobody's ever got any points, but you just had some taken away. That was right? my right. only way to get two pitchers into this conversation. He, he I almost got another snuck it past us, too, but Bobby. I Bobby, did you know, sneak he's, it past he's, he's a fan of the catcher, right? So he's not letting anything get past him. So, uh, Bobby, who's your favorite pitcher? My favorite pitcher is Clayton Kershaw. Yeah, right. I think he's the best, one of the, well, I can't say the best. There has been some really good pitchers in the last 20 years. Um, but I think Clayton Kershaw is one of the most highly skilled pitchers that we've seen in our era. No question about that. That's inarguable. Yeah. Jesse, who's your favorite pitcher? Well, I mean, I like Strowman, but uh, it's been picked, so I'm going to go with it's been taken. <laughs> it's been taken. So, uh, you Darvish, kind of the same reason I like Strowman, though, is it keeps everyone guessing on the mound. You know, sometimes you throw in, you know, two different pitches at once. It feels like sometimes the way he's kind of stopping and starting his his wind up there. So, I'm going to go with with you Darvish. Nice. He does. I mean, a guy. I was like, that's what I mean, right? It's kind of like Strowman, right? He's got so many different options yeah. up there. You know, yeah, they're working out right? there. Yeah, yeah, it's fun to watch. Mel, who are you, who's your guy? Well, I, I'm gonna. We have to pick a player now because that's <laughs> right. <laughs> that pitching. So this just is a look, challenge. You know? just looks so so disgusted. One that he missed it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he just well, I got vaccinated just... yesterday, so I have an excuse. I yeah. built an excuse. Well, I'm actually going to do the two thing here. One, my initial thoughts, just off the top, and because I I love him in score sheet because that's my kind of guy. I just love watching Rich Hill pitch. Um, he's 42 years old or whatever, and he just somehow keeps posting, you know. 3.2 ERAs or what have you. And I, and I love that style of pitcher, as you know. Um, however, I just can't ignore the fact that I was thinking about it today. It's a twist on this. 
Jason, Jacob DeGrom, man, he's maybe the greatest pitcher of all time. And I don't think we appreciate Why are you that. talking about pitchers now? <laughs> You're supposed to be picking a player. No, I don't. <laughs> I already, already passed that. Like, I got double down. Like, it just occurred to me again. Like, is he really talking about pitchers when he's supposed to be picking a player? All right, Josh Donaldson. No, oh, that's my, my guy. I want to watch Josh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you, not only were you talking about a second pitcher, you had a however in I there. got three that pitchers was in there. I got three pitchers. Technically, still a player, right? Like, yeah, I mean, uh, come on. Bobby, what, a pitcher can't win MVP? He's got pitcher the uniform on, right? <laughs> it's your favorite player followed by favorite pitcher. Okay, okay. all right. I kind of figured it out. Just ignore so, everything I said then. <laughs> my uh, my favorite pitcher might be Brett Phillips. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I was just going to say, it has to be a uh, position player that pitches, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. Mine would be, and I think you guys know this, it would actually be one. These two guys, similar guys, Max Fried and uh, KK from the Cardinals, Kim from the Cardinals. I like, I like it's not Spencer Max Fried similar to uh, Spencer not Spencer Turnbull. Turnbull. He's not that much fun. <laughs> but but Fried reminds me a little bit of Kershaw in terms of what what he offers you to watch. And he's not the same as Kershaw. Obviously, that would be absurd, but you get the general idea. And Kim, there's like a boyishness to to him out there on the mound, like he hyper reacts to things in his own quiet way, but it's all genuine and it's all very amicable. He's just fun to watch. I don't know, Bobby, you watch him all the time for the Cardinals. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's, he's wild and loose on the mound. Yeah. Um, when he goes up to the plate, even he's, he's hacking at pitches. It's kind of like, and it, again, it's a weak comparison. Like you compare Freed to uh, Kershaw watching Kim at the plate is like watching Ichiro. He's yeah. he's hacking at the ball. He's trying to beat out the ground balls to first base. Yeah, he's uh, all the all the silly plays that are happening. He's smiling at the other, even at the other team's dugout. Like he's laughing on the field. He's just a really fun guy to watch. Yeah, yeah. No, agreed. So we get to uh, least favorite player, and again, so <laughs> player, it's right? Matt Carpenter. Player. It's Matt Carpenter. Oh, I've, that should I've be. always hated Matt Car- Carpenter, and it's you know what it is. It's the stir of the drink thing when he gets a double. <laughs> I hate it. They just shut up about your stir of the drink thing. Well, no, because it hit doubles anymore. But that's no. I, I just I don't know something about the combination of the beard and the stirring of the drink that I didn't like. That's so Darren, Darren never talks about that. I don't pretend. Always about personality trait. Logic. I don't pretend this is logic. This is a lot of this is bias and and silly. But I'm I'm here to confess. Mel, who's your least favorite player? Uh, I won't waste a lot of time because we've already discussed them, but it's Javi Baez only because I think he just wastes his ability. So it's just a lot of hacking and not a lot of, not a lot of effort going into the thought of the game. So, and um, he's a guy when he gets excited and does stuff, it just seems a little disingenuous. It grates on me a little bit. I don't know why Mm -hmm. Tatis doesn't bug me, but he does. I don't know. What's the difference between the two? Mal, who's your guy? You just asked me that. I'm uh, sorry, Jesse. <laughs> Mel, well, I'm surprised you picked the right guy. Go, can so. I say? <laughs> Pick a different guy, Mel. Yeah. Uh, my however, guy is However. Just keep going. That's right. Oh, man. Holy Look smoke. what's happening. Am I supposed to pick another player? <laughs> Jesse. Jesse, go ahead. Least favorite player. Uh, Bryce Harper. He just looks like a jerk. 
Oh, yeah. He does. He's got a jerk face. Yeah, he's got a stupid haircut, his <laughs> jerk face. He just, I don't know. It doesn't seem like a dude I want to go hang out with after a game. So he's probably like the guy that teammates say, hey, we're going to meet you here and you go somewhere else and just kind of leave him hanging. You know? <laughs> except, rough he's ba- except he's buying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He actually seems like guys like him, though. He does seem like a decent guy, even though Because he buys everything, probably. Like Melson. Really if you guys want to go somewhere, it's on me. Yeah, yeah, sure. Sure, we'll go with you. <laughs> I mean, who's your most hated guy? Is it Tatis? Uh, I actually don't like Tatis, so that wouldn't wow. be bad. Uh, but Rugnit Odor. Oh, yeah. Ah, good one. Yeah, That's an awesome that pick. You can't even look at him. You can't even look at the guy. I don't even recognize him anymore without his little goatee or whatever he's got either. Right? Playing for the Yankees. He's like clean shaven. I don't even know it's him. So the cat doesn't like a door either. So the cat's <laughs> I got the, the toy, man. Like, I don't know where it's coming from. No. <laughs> Not my cat. Not my guy. You think you know why I didn't think of a door because he's got so he's been so crap that you're almost like he's well, I don't have to worry about you anymore. You're just a crappy jerk. He just epitomizes why the Yankees kind of stink to me. Like if you're playing Rugnet Odor, you don't deserve winning. Like come on, yeah, you, you could find some better than Rugnet Odor. Anybody? Like you're the Yankees. Yeah. So Jesse, who's your least favorite player? Moles Harper. So. Oh, did I say my least you favorite? Were, you were. Yeah, Matt Harper. Yeah. 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 Again, it's, it's Harper. Uh, I'm, I'm jerk, trying to keep so, track of yeah. Mel. I, I told you. I told you those vaccines are no good for you, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> Completely this lost your mind. Home. I have no, yeah. I have no memory anymore. <laughs> All right, where are <laughs> we? Where are we? Least favorite pitcher, Bobby? Is that that's where we are? Yeah, I'll give my least favorite pitcher, but just as a quick. Uh, thing here I was reminded amongst our banter if you guys will allow later I want to give my picks for the for the draft you guys had last time um, oh yeah cool sure. later I don't want to do it now I'm just looking at my notepad and I, I found it in here okay. um, my least favorite pitcher I already gave one for DC this one's for Mal Rich Hill <laughs> wow how can Why? he be at least favorite of anything <laughs> Why? I, I I know this sounds stupid, but I don't like the looks of him. To me, he's got a jerk face. <laughs> he's um, got a what? He's got a jerk face. He's got a. I can kind of see that actually a bit. He does have a bit of a jerk face, like a passive aggressive jerk face. Like you wouldn't want him to be your boss jerk face. Exactly. You know. <laughs> you know, like you can come in Saturday or not come in Saturday. It doesn't really matter. But you know, if you don't come in Saturday, you're fired. You know, he's going to hold it against you. No, he won't fire you because that would be straight up aggressive. He'll just slowly punish you each and every single day. Yeah, that's, that's what Rich Hill's face. Yeah. yeah. And I also, well it, it drives me nuts that a guy could be awful for as long as he was. <laughs> all of a sudden, poof, all of a sudden, this guy's like an all-star. He's got a curveball that's unhittable. It's like, why couldn't you do this 15 years ago? Yeah. So that, that really bothers me. I, I just don't like him. I think he had blisters problem. He had a lot of weird injury problems yeah, there for a while. Jesse, who's your, yeah, your yeah. most hated pitcher? Raphael Delis. I just can't stand him <laughs> on, on oh, the mound. Yeah. He looks like he's like confused or lost or doesn't know True. how to count to 10 or doesn't know what's going on. He's just so like out in the world. throw the same Yeah, pitch. yeah. Uh, shake everything <laughs> off and then just give me the fastball. I don't know. That's all I got. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> it's a, him or Aaron Loop. I just never liked Aaron Loop either. No, well, that's a good one. Yeah, actually. He, he had a sense of timing. Had a Todd Gill like sense yeah, of timing. Yeah, you know, like uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Todd Gill. He knew when to fail. He knew when. The keep it alive. We better throw it, Aaron. The Jays could really use him to help their bullpen right now. Yeah, yeah. Now who's your most hated pitcher? Well, this is purely a, a selfish score sheet thing, but uh, for me, it's Zach Davies because <laughs> I just cr- cringe every time he comes to the mound, which is tonight. And, and I just like smoke and mirrors and just like, let's get through this. And I, you know, it's a difference pitting, pitching in Wrigley than, than, you know, Petco or whatever. So yeah. he's actually been pretty good lately, but it, you know, it's just, you're teetering every time he's on the mound. He was always <laughs> pitching when we have a podcast on too. He's always on the mound when we're we're recording. Yeah, yeah, go ahead there. uh, I was going to say, my least favorite pitcher, and I think these guys are familiar with, uh, Jordan Romano. It's a a beard thing. It's it's that goofy-ass crouching (laughs) deal that he does. Like, just throw the ball. I don't know what you're doing. Trying to fool people. What are you trying to do? And he's he's got that element of the hypochondriac about him. Yes. I mentioned right. that before. He's just one of those guys that I – who was the other Jays guy, the outfielder from Toronto, who got hurt in the dressing room? With Dalton a, Pompey. Like a, he got a concussion. Why did he get the concussion again? The bat the bat fell on him or something. That's a walker. <laughs> it's like he lived – he was in the cartoon. Yeah. Did you go in the cartoon dressing room? Yeah. <laughs> and, and there – he was like – The anvil. Like, he was out for the year. Yeah. Right. right. Not, not for a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm not a Romano fan. Did you go to the cartoon dressing room? I'm surprised you didn't pick one guy in this list that didn't have goggles or long hair or Yeah, something. well, who would – like, I actually thought you should ask Jesse who I dislike the most because he probably has to hear the most garbage from me talking about it. Who would it be? There's got to be somebody I dislike more than him, I thought. I couldn't, couldn't – It, might be, it might be Wayne Simmons. Yeah, <laughs> don't start. Don't start it. It's all become an argument. With Alice, 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 Alice Kerfoot. I don't know. He's, yeah. Yeah, Alice Kerfoot. Honor Brown. So, <laughs> so, what do you want to do here? Uh, we've got. Well, Jesse doesn't have jalopies. Maybe we'll just go over really quickly where we sit in the league right now. Sure. I'll, I, and I can do a breakdown. And you can maybe tell me how you feel about where you're at because we're at the midway point here, right? And we'll start with the first place team. Uh, Jesse, yeah. which is first place in well, actually second Aaron. place team now. Well, in your division, you're first. Yeah, okay. Right yeah, in yeah, our division, yeah. actually, I was looking at the divisions. We're like plus fifty six overall, our division. So it's and a you kind of tough division. Didn't you open up a couple games on Darren this week? Or you did. Yeah. He's three games ahead of me. He's at fifty six and thirty one, and you made I think a trade that that may have shifted the balance of power in the league. Maybe. You could, Tell us about that trade. Yeah, I made a, a massive deal, and it, it was his offer, too, which kind of blew me away. But uh, it was I traded basically a first-round pick and all my prospects and a couple picks at the end of the draft next year for Darvish, uh, Joe Musgrove, and uh, a reliever from the Dodgers, uh, Gonzalez, lefty. And yeah. I really just shored up my, my rotation there. Now I got Darvish, Wheeler, Musgrove, Strowman, Scalfani as my number as my five man rotation. It's just it's crazy. Well, you know how many guys like because obviously I've been looking around for pitching. Do you know how many elite pitchers are simply not available? So, so, so Darren, understandably how, so. Darren, how do you feel about that trade? <laughs> oh, that was that was tough. Yeah. That's tough, right? Because there's no way. I mean, how do you how do you match up with that? And obviously, I've been working hard trying to get some pitching, but. Yeah, I was grinding away for weeks, I think. Oh. You know, I, I asked him about Darvish initially before I made those 
couple moves I made with Montez and, and Richards and stuff and couldn't really make it a deal. And then about a week and a half later, he sort of just threw that offer at me and I almost had to like fall back in my chair and say yes before I could, before he changed his mind yeah. or something, you know? Like, that was a great deal. Get two top of the rotation guys. Right. I don't think I really gave up that much either. Like the first round pick uh, to mm-hmm. me was the biggest wow. asset in the deal. You know, it's and the be prospects at the end are of the draft too. But with yeah. the amount of players you got, you could probably recover that value. Yeah, if not, like, even just a couple picks later in the draft, right? To give yeah, at least yeah. a couple extra guys, right? So yeah. sure. Yeah. So that was a fantastic deal. You know, Funny Bobby thing, didn't help me though. Beat me both times this week. So. Yep, I did. Yeah, well, it didn't help me. Well, let's see, Bobby. We'll we'll look at your team now. You're in the Maze Division, which is uh, minus 22 so far this season. But overall, that's a, that's all the teams. That can be a little bit misleading. The big thing in your division, you're 47 and 37. You're seven games back of Lucas Heimbaugh, who's most first place overall, one game ahead of Jesse and Byers. And he's, you know what? Good for that dude. It's been a shocker, and he's made a lot of good deals to support his team. And we just talked about some of the offensive bats he has. Uh, where are you at, Bobby? How are you feeling about where you're at? Losing, uh, well, I mean, it was, what, a month ago when I lost Ozuna for his injury, and then he had yeah. that uh, domestic abuse. Uh, losing Bauer right now is kind of heartbreaking. Uh, I've got a, a good feeling he's he's done for a while, oh. and I can pretty much write him off out of my rotation. Um Jesse actually emailed me, uh, was it yesterday, asking about one of my players. And I don't know if I'm ready to, to give up. It, it's hard at this point. Losing your ace is really hard at this point when you're back by seven games. Because if I don't win the division, I ain't winning anything. I lost so, four of them last year. So. <laughs> well, you can. Look, I was looking at your team yesterday and wondering about that. Two and I thought, you know, the thing is, he still's got Lopez, who is a number one pitcher at this time. That's why he's pitching. Kikuchi has been amazing. So you got, I mean, having two really great guys in your rotation, if you can cobble something around that, you can't know. give up yet. You got to see what happens here too. Mm. And I've had, I've had guys like uh, Caprellian from Oakland has been fantastic. He yeah. pitched seven innings, one run the other night. Yep. Um, I've got guys like uh, uh, Ross from Washington who had a really hot start and then just a couple of bad starts in between, but he's, he's a piece that I could use. Garrett Richards that I got, uh, he's a good innings eater that I could use. So losing Bauer was kind of heartbreaking because it was, it was like, well, there goes my shot at the division. I still think I've got depth. Um, I still have guys that were struggling that are now hitting guys like Freddie Freeman, guys like Stanton. Uh, Votto is back from injury now and he's, he's up to, I think two fifty or two sixty. I got Seager coming back and they're saying just after the all-star break, uh, Darno is back at the beginning of August. So I've got these guys coming back and hitting now. Mm-hmm. So I'm at a, an in-between point. I almost would have rather have gone zero and six or zero and seven this week because it would have made things a little more clear for me, but right now at seven games back, that's quite a jump. Now, where are you in the wild card though? I mean, uh, in the wild be, card, I think I'm way back. I think I'm, uh, I don't think so. I mean, no I'm way. Really, can't be. You're probably I mean, one game back of the, I'll bet you you're one game back. Well, just in your division, uh, Darren, you've got 50 wins. So I've got 47. 
So Darren, you've got 50. Uh, team four has got 48. Yeah. Uh, in the Ruth division, team three's got 51. Is that um, in second place? They're in second place in their division. With 51 wins? With 51 wins. Oh, okay. So I'm... A couple games you, back, really. You got the I'm second a, wild card, I think, Darren. Yeah, yeah, he does. I'm three games back of Darren, it looks like. So that's... I mean, I'm still in the race. I'm still in the race. I just don't feel like I'm strong enough. I've had this before. I get into the playoffs and I won the division that was really weak. And it's like, oh, yeah, you won the division. But then you get killed by one of the division leaders that's, you know, like Jesse, who's got a a pitching staff like he has. I've got no chance. Not if you throw on Wade Miley in the playoffs. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, he's done better than Wade Miley. I was, I was love the. Cha- you know what? If you can get in, you never know what can happen. But I, yeah. I hear you, Bobby. There is that feeling where you're like, I just don't have the horses, especially in course, really like, compete. Right? Yeah, it's tough. So, tough I'm, at a point in the, I'm at a, a week by week point now. Uh, I'm going to wait till after the All Star break and see what the status is on on Seager. Yeah. Uh, he was supposed to be back this week, and then he had a bit of a delay. Um, Thank God I've got J.P. Crawford because oh. he's hitting lights out. A nice I think deal. in the last month, he's hitting like 350. So I got him right at the top of my lineup. Really, I'm not missing Seeger because I've got Crawford. But having Seeger would be a nice a nice addition. So I'm taking it week by week. Yeah. I, well, I'm at, because we mentioned my team, I'm at 15 and 34, three games back at Jesse. I made a few deals too. I picked up Smiley the other day. I was really trying to get – I was hoping to get an elite pitcher. Really couldn't get any movement there. Uh, so, Smiley's – I needed some depth pitching as well. And he's been pretty good the last three or four starts. Funny because I thought about – Bobby, when you made your deals with Paul Scott, I thought about reaching out to him about Smiley there and taking a flyer on a late pick. But I waited until you had three or four good starts, so that meant the price tag went up a little bit. But I think round 27 is decent for him. Um, yeah, my team's weird. I don't, I don't really know – where I've had a couple week weeks with my bullpen just imploding. Al- Alvarado, Voth, it's been every night where I look at my results from my guys, you're like, oh, my God. Could somebody please knock it? Bumped? Alvarado's tough to watch. Castro or well, Alvarado. He's that, he's that Alvarado. He's, right he's just erratic. Yeah. He's all over the place, yeah. right? So my bullpen started blowing up a little bit, uh, aside from the big guys, Kimbrel and Diaz. Um, I started pitching, you know. When I get my boy Spencer Turnbull back, maybe it'll be a little different. But it's tough. You know, you're talking to Bobby's talking about how you match up in the playoffs. And I'm looking at my rotation. I'm looking at Jesse's rotation and saying, nah, you know, it's going to be tough. I would need luck. And you hate needing luck to be successful, right? My offense has been pretty good. Jordan Alvarez has been solid. You know, it's funny. I traded for Real Muto. I had Sanchez in the lineup the last two weeks. I saw that. I was going to well, ask you about that. I've had Sanchez long enough that I feel like I know when he's going to go on a heater. Yeah, I guess you were right. You just get a feel for him, and then uh, it's like, okay, now you got to drop him. He's gone cold because he was going to go cold for a month now. You know, so I put mm-hmm. Riamuto back in this week. We'll see if I can get lucky playing him back, you know, in and out. Sanchez got good, though. I mean, Sanchez hits 240 like he's hitting. Darren's so old school manager playing the hunches. Yeah. Playing the sure. hunches. You know what's funny? Hunch. You guys ever notice that your team sort of behaves like a team sometimes? Like it all goes wrong. Like my bullpen. Oh, yeah. It's like suddenly I got the Blue Jays bullpen going on. It's like, would <laughs> somebody know. be good? You know, it, it's just funny. And my <laughs> offense went dry for two weeks. I think my runs went from like five 
five to five one, five point one average. And it was like everybody, everybody just went cold all of a sudden. This is funny. Mel, how are you doing? Where are you at? Well, my team, I, 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 as I've said before, I think I've been pretty fortunate, which I'm very, very happy about. Um, I, the, for the first time last week, I had some really awful starts and I managed to go five and one because of my opponents. Um, you know, so I, the only one that was a blow up was the Otani where you didn't get out of the first inning and, you know, major leagues or, or for, for me, but my offense has carried me and I've been relatively healthy except for I lost Loriano for a long time. And now he's back and that's a big deal. Yeah, he's, he's a and I added Duggar from the giants in the, in the rule, well, rule five, <laughs> sorry, in the supplemental draft. Yeah. Um, so I was running my outfit. I had Tommy Edmond out there a bit, Duval playing every day. So to stay in there, the only thing is I cannot gain any ground on the Billy Martin's rejects and he's, he's clear, clear class of the division, but yeah. I'm really happy that I, you know, got 46 wins and I'm four behind Darren and I'm hanging in there. And for me, while I get it, uh, I ain't winning anything. If I could somehow maintain and, and stay in the race, I, it keeps me pretty excited seeing this, what I kind of inherited. And Otani obviously is, is carrying the freight in a lot of ways, but I had a ton of home runs. Like Crawford's having an exceptional year uh, as you know, for what he is shortstop of giants yeah. and, Duvall has 20 bumps now he's all or nothing strikeout right. or bomb Mancini has been such a great you know until the last couple nice weeks. story what, what a year what a year yeah. he's had yeah. um, Manoa's really been good for you too eh? well my five boy Manoa's been so good five yeah. And, one, yeah. and my bullpen as yeah. much as you know like Presley's been lights out every time every yeah. time and Petit for the A's has been fantastic and you know, most of yeah, the other guys. that Tyler Webb he, outlier there. The well, yeah, thank God they outrighted him. But you know who's been exceptional for me, surprisingly, and has got so many innings is Caleb Smith um, for the Diamondbacks. Wow, yeah. he's, he's logged so many innings, and he's just – he's they put him in the rotation, and he's just been solid every time out. Walks a few too many, but just doesn't give up much. You know well, what I mean? The good thing about him, too, is he can qualify as a starter. So if you need him to pitch games for you and score a sheet, you can do that, right? Which well, the funny crazy. thing this week is he started and came in in relief. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he just ain't going to see that in real life. And I'm like, yeah. Gail Smith's back out there. Give me, <laughs> yeah. in, give me innings, baby. Uh-huh. So I've been really fortunate. My bullpen has been, you know, I, I kind of stay in games and I've been able to pull them out. And then if I can get Presley and go on late in games, I, I – you know, I, I think I've outperformed, put it that way. So yeah, I'm looking at his ERA, 0.68. That's that's nuts for me. Yeah, well, yeah, for four, almost 40 innings for Presley there. So I know it's like ridiculous, yeah. and he just, you know, he's my number one guy, obviously coming out of the pen, and um, I don't have a lefty killer. Ty Webb was my lefty killer until. Hey. You had he, Paul Fry, and he, he kind of fizzled out too, eh? Well, he fizzled out, and he's not a lefty killer. He actually throws better against righties. Yeah. So he, yeah, he he's been the last couple of weeks. He's been rather pedestrian for sure, if not bad. But uh, you know, Pagan and 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 um, guys like that have been okay. You know, uh, guy in Anaheim, Mares, been okay. Like, you know, they get by. But yeah, I'm pretty pretty happy with where we're at. I just can't make up any ground. So we'll see what did happens. Did you wanna did you wanna talk about any more of your relievers before we move <laughs> on? I mean, we missed anybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the guys I don't talk about, Rafael Montero and, and guys like that. So, <laughs> anyways, you asked. So, I so what? It. Yeah, no, that's more than fair. 
<laughs> Did anybody get anything interesting in the last, I'm going to say in the last supplemental draft, uh, somebody just mentioned a supplemental pick. The one I was most excited about for me was Jake Eater from, from Miami. That, I, I was actually trying to get the first pick overall to get him, and then nobody touched him. His ERA is one and wow. one, like 1.00 in, in double-A, and he's so much fun to watch. He's fantastic. Well, I picked another Anybody catcher. Else? I got another catcher. So. You got another catcher? <laughs> this just in? This yeah. just in? <laughs> right. Wow. That's so I was surprised by your uh, your Duggar pick because it wasn't a catcher. I, I was blown right. away. <laughs> was he looks like he could catch though. He's <laughs> yeah, a center fielder. That's looks right. like he could catch in a pinch. Yeah. Game, game college college stats maybe caught in college or something. Gabe Moreno went quick in this draft. Yeah, he did. He I did. know. So as I was, did left. he fracture? Did he fracture his hand? Yeah, maybe yeah, he did. Here, I think. I, mean, yeah, I, think in so. I don't think the dude picked him because they thought he'd be coming up anytime soon. Anyway, no, yeah, but did you get anybody in the sub sub draft? Uh, I got Andrew Chafin, and that was it. Oh, okay. Oh, because you made it, you traded for Richards, right? Yeah. Uh, I was pretty excited with that pick, though. I really needed a left-handed relief pitcher because I was really struggling. I mean, I could go on talking about all of my relief pitchers right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is riveting. What's well, more exciting? This is it's why people riveting. tune in. Tune in. <laughs> I got a hundred too. I can do the same thing. Yeah. I have a long list of relievers. But no, I was satisfied with Chafin. He's got a dirty mustache. Um, I don't know if you've seen when they have the players weekend. He's with the nicknames on the back. He's the one that has one that's his failed starter, and all the players love it. Chafin. I was pretty satisfied with that. It's not a great name, Chafin. Are you chafing? Yeah, it just doesn't. <laughs> you can get um, what, stuff for that. <laughs> why don't we do? Why don't we do now? We'll do one Jesse's jalopy. Yeah, just for old times' sake. And yeah. I know we have a fan who who cares about Jesse jalopy a lot. And I, have you been able to string one together over this? Yeah, it's going to be dedicated to the fan too. The only listener we got. So and then we'll uh, do Bobby's ultimate team, and then we're done. That's right. Do you think the Blue Jays can make two significant moves this year with the trade deadline? Not yeah. saying they haven't done it yet. Adam Simber is not <laughs> significant enough. I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't believe, like, I like the di- people were like, they didn't really want Dickerson. They just wanted Simber. And I'm like, you know, I've seen Simber, whatever. It's talking about Dan Quisenberry. He is kind of a throwback in terms of. Yeah. how he pitches mm-hmm. but i like dickerson i thought the dickerson pickup was nice because tell us is. is junk and dickerson like you look at his home and road numbers miami and bobby you know you got lopez pitching in miami what a great part to pitch it i was watching a game there last week and somebody hit a bomb and i'm like that's not even getting to the track like in yankee stadium that's yeah. 20 rows up miami is like death valley and, it, and it's a lefty lefty bat that they need yep yeah, no, it was a nice pickup. So two more mm-hmm. significant moves. Two more significant. Can... I think they will. Well, what will they be good? You know, yeah. they, I could say in his history, uh, Shapiro has never really, to me, had the killer instinct to fill out a team. Like never really right. just nailed it all down all the way through. Like he's done things like get Sabathia, whatever, but there were still flaws in that team that he just didn't address. And how many times did Cleveland's team building all seem a little bit lazy? So I think they'll make two big moves. Will they be good enough moves for them to win what I think they should be able to compete for a World Series? No. 
I'm going to say no because I think their history, and you've made a point of that. I think what they just did, the Dickerson Simber, they're they're always in that B market because they'll never part with what might be considered a prospect. You know what I mean? They won't take the big gamble. They're not going to go all in. They're just not going to. And I think they're happy being an 85-win team. I think that's just kind of where they want to live. They just keep hope. You know what I mean? So I, I, I don't think they're going to do it. I think they're just going to kind of keep the train moving um, and, and add those pieces around like they did last year. And they're nice trades. I actually like them. Even last year with the, the deadline, I thought it was nice. It's just not substantial. Substantial. That's the difference, I think. Bobby, what are you thinking? I don't think they make two big moves. Uh, when I look at their roster, where, where would you really improve that much? Their yeah. offense – their offense is pretty good. They've got a, a decent collection of outfielders right now. That's um, fair. I mean, Guriel isn't great, but I mean, when you've got Dickerson now, you can you can sub in, sub out. Uh, you're talking about Grichik, uh, Springer, and Guriel with uh, buddy I just mentioned, Dickerson in the outfield. That's a pretty decent outfield. You gotta uh, think they're gonna move one of those guys though. Well, you got still got T. Oscar too, right? Kicking around. Yeah. Like, they still have to have somebody playing DH too, yeah, and that's right. Oscar People forget play. that. Yes, yes, not center field. So, so I mean, in, theoretically, mm-hmm. they could use a better catcher. Uh, oh, yes. I don't know what kind of catcher would be out there. Because There's a thing. Who's available? A Jeff Mathis type. <laughs> a Jeff Mathis. The, the great Jeff Mathis. You make a good point, actually, Bobby. Like the big move. Where's maybe a, a starting pitcher? Starting Although, pitcher. The starting pitchers been pretty good. Like I like Steve Matz. He's struggled in Buffalo and Dunedin. Uh, you look at his home road splits. My goodness. He's looked pretty good to me, but he's getting rocked in Buffalo and Dunedin. So maybe maybe starting pitching, Bobby, you don't think? I think that would be their best bet for improving, improving something. Because bullpen, I mean, they could always improve. but that's It's not hard to get a guy in that's, the bullpen. And that, that's not sexy. That's not significant. That's uh, not, you're right. That's, I don't think that's what Jesse's talking about. And, and who, who's... Talking, Who's a bullpen guy? You know what I mean? Like, it's just like the, the theory of it is great. Who is the guy you go get that's a lockdown reliever? You know what I mean? It's well, so- I mean, Aaron Pittsburgh, I think, would be probably the best option. But Richard he's not. Yeah, Richard Rodriguez isn't Josh Hader. And he's not been he's great not lately. One of those kind of guys, you know? Yeah, and you certainly don't want to roll this Chapman. <laughs> No. Holy Again, it's a second tier move. So Bobby's yeah. point's a really good one, which is yep. the time of significant moves, we generally look at outfield and uh you know third baseman you know. and they're they're kind third of base. set there. Third base that's though, fair. You just that's it's fair. hard to find that too. You the know bringer I mean? of rain coming back. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> no chance. He, he, of that. he could still be there. Strangely yeah. enough. I know. I know th- right? So Jesse, what is your vote? And then we'll move on to Bobby's team. I think they do it. Honestly, I think they got a top five offense in the league right now. I think where they're lacking is obviously in the bullpen and a, another punch in the rotation. And I think I keep thinking about Minnesota and maybe going after Barrows there and trying to get him out. They're having a tough season. I think he's a free agent next year. They got enough draft or prospect capital that can make a pretty significant move to help Minnesota maybe try to retool a little bit and go a different direction. But I think they upgraded the rotation. I, I think they've used one of their outfielders now with Dickerson. 
and try to make a big splash, like maybe moving Gary Allen or moving Gritchick or something like that. But I think they can make two significant moves for sure. I think uh, the division outside of Boston, which I think is also a beatable team. They, I agree. Pretty, I think they'll fall off a bit. It's pretty wide open, right? The Yankees just keep struggling. Like I don't, I don't know what the Rays are really doing right now. I think they're taking a hit from Glasnow. So I think there's an opportunity there, and they can use there some is. of that capital. So yeah, the Rays don't have a dominant pitcher. No. You know, and they've got some younger guys that are interesting, but I, I think they're going to get exposed a little bit because now you you don't have any really dominant pieces, and you've got a whole bunch of you're, you're kind of trying to get by on glue guys and character players and good defense. They have excellent defense and a lot of pieces that can move back and, and forth, but I think it. they'll fall off. And like Boston too, right? Like their rotation's pretty much just kind of stuck together. No one's really a yeah, and dominant. They were, you guys is probably their best pitcher. He's not been great. They're talking about Chris Sale coming back and being the savior. <laughs> I don't mm. know. Like, yeah, it's so, been a while for him, hasn't it? Right. Like I said, they yeah. got an opportunity. I maybe go after Scherzer in in Washington, right? Like I talked about a couple of weeks ago, is the Jalopy if he gets traded there. And yeah, I, I don't know if uh, to Mal's point, I don't think they got the balls to make that deal. No, I, they got some prospects, right? Like they do outside oh, they do. of like Martin. Could. Absolutely, Could they make that like deal? that. Like you got Kirk, Kirk, you could probably move. You got uh, uh, oh, you what's got his face? The Gro- Groshans, too, right? Groshans, right? Yeah, they're you know. there. They even like, be. even like, would you give give up Pearson too for for a top line starter? Right? Like, could you get? I think Pearson. I don't know. Pearson's twenty four, and he's pitched like. How many innings in the major league? Somebody's comparing him to Aaron Sanchez, and I'm like, take a look at Aaron Sanchez through age 24 and say that again. Yeah. Because yeah. like, Pearson's done nothing. He's been no. hurt in the minors. He's been hurt in the majors. He's been hurt in the minors again. And I'm not saying the guy's a bad person, but he's never done anything. No. So I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know who's trading, giving up a whole lot for Nate Pearson at this point. He's going to be 25 next year. Yeah. And you don't know how many innings you can get out of him. That's fair. So he's turning real. Who's the guy from the Yankees? They had the uh, Joba's rules. Java Chamberlain. Java yeah, Chamberlain. That didn't work out at all. Yeah. Well, we but let's let Bobby get get okay. his shot Close at it out, Bobby. Picking his team, and we can all say say if whether we want to go or not go really quickly every time okay. he says. Okay. So. Well, I also want to give a shout out to uh, our boy JD because JD killed it when he was on the and podcast did. with you guys. He did. And, he had me in stitches with some of his picks. So yeah. I just Very want to say wrestling themed. <laughs> without a doubt, Justin won the draft. Of course. Um, you knew he was gonna win that draft. That's right. As, as soon as he said Borat, yeah, I was gonna say Borat at the top. <laughs> All right. I don't care I don't care what else he picked. He picked Borat to do his interviews. He's the winner. Anyways, um, so I'll go down the list here. My home park since PNC Park was uh was taken. I can't remember who took that one. Jesse, uh, my park would be Dodger Stadium, and partially because you get the organist from Dodger Stadium. Good point. So that's Good part point. of the package. I'm going, and that beautiful scenery out in the outfield. Um, my manager is going to be Tommy Lasorda because oh, God, why not? Why not? Ooh. Uh, you know that he's going to be telling it just like it is. So I'm going with Tommy. Um, my beer for sale is going to be Steam Whistle. You want something that's uh, – you're not going to pound back 12 Steam Whistles. If no, you are, thank you. <laughs> you've, you've got a problem. But 
I've got no problem with serving something a little bit heavier at the stadium. People are, are there to enjoy their beer. They're not there just to, to down their beer like water, like the old mill. But, uh, right. but yeah. Shot against me, I think. But that's that's <laughs> I don't know who would be drinking old mill, but I mean, if that was the only beer that was there, for sure. But yeah, that's right. That's, that's right. That's, that's old Milwaukee has made, made a career off of that. We're the only <laughs> beer here. That's this is the guy every time we do a podcast, Bobby's drinking some, you know, big corporate crappy beer. What's old <laughs> Milwaukee? What's uh, old Milwaukee? There you go. It's about time. Is it some small craft brewery? The old Milwaukee. Have you ever heard old Milwaukee? It's made out of Colorado. It's like a husband and wife duo, and they've got, you know, they got their cousin who's got a gimpy leg who comes in and talks. Anyway, come on. So I just want to throw this out. So this is uh this is my favorite beer of all time. This is made by Niagara Brewing Company on Clifton Hill. Well, this serve is, it then. This is the Amber A. Um, it is a, what percent? It's like 6%? 6%? I can't serve this at a baseball game. It's no, Amber? It's so it's, it's like the rosé of beers. Yeah. What was your beer, Darren? It was like a 35-minute description of the beer. Like, well, it's the Chambly. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, have give, yeah. I have to give a shout out to my wife because for my birthday last month, she bought me 18 of these and it cost her $60. Wow. So I'm just saying, I'm, I'm enjoying one of the 18 during the podcast right now. Um, nice. And I okay. would just like to say, Jesse, at that, just referring back how Darren just ripped me for being some sort of beer snob and then had the beer that he had at his yeah. job. Yeah. Exactly. You were, you were making, you were making fun of him for like, Oh, you're gonna have some. You like big corporate beer, like Old Milwaukee, some mom and pop shop. You know what I mean? Like it's, you know, it's one of the major beers in America. I did want to ask Darren: Does your beer come in like a fancy goblet gas too? You gotta drink it when you hand it out too. Like, no, 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 no. It's just yeah. a standard beer cup, man. It's just fully functional. It can do many different things. You know what other beer I thought I should mention? Modelo. You ever had Modelo? Yes. It's a yeah. cerveza. I love yeah. Modelo. Would be a good, good beer. Ball game too. Yeah, yeah. good beer. Anyway, we're interrupting Bobby. All Go right, ahead. all right, Bobby. Okay, uh, national anthem singer or instrumentalist. When I was in Pittsburgh for the first time, I fell in love with this saxophone player that was playing on the bridge at midnight. There weren't <laughs> many people around. It was Sunday night baseball, so the atmosphere around the ballpark was a little amped up. That was back when Pittsburgh was was a decent team, and this guy was playing saxophone on the bridge. And he was playing Take Me Out to the Ball Game. And I thought it was the most beautiful thing I've ever heard live. And then in Cleveland, one of the games I went with my dad to, um, there was another saxophone player outside the stadium. And he was playing Take Me Out to the Ball Game. And I was like, this is so ironic. Like, is it the same guy? I'm going to pretend it was the same guy. And that guy is going to play at the ballpark for me because I just fell in love with whatever was Bill happening. Clinton. It was beautiful. <laughs> So that's my my music at the ballpark is going to be the the organ from Dodger Stadium and the saxophone player from Pittsburgh. I'm going to tell you something about that saxophone player in Pittsburgh. Don't take his picture without permission or giving him money. He gets angry. You didn't yeah. even oh, oh man, I saw him. I was funny because I was about to take his picture. You know me with my camera. I just wandered along. And I saw some picture people take a picture of him. And he's like, you guys giving me money? You guys just walking by and taking my picture? You didn't ask me for my picture? And I'm like, wow. That's, dude, you're standing on a bridge. If you don't want to have your picture taken, stand in your apartment playing the, the, the saxophone. But anyway, 
just seemed a little too angry. I was just looking at, I could have sworn I thought I had a picture of him too, but I guess I don't. I thought I took a picture of him in picture when we were there because he was sitting there playing the saxophone across the street. So BC is going with the angry saxophone. So nobody's, <laughs> nobody's picking Jesse's cat to, no. to warble on out because it seems like he wants to be heard. He wants that kind of career. Yeah. My he cat gets louder as the night goes on. Too. My cat can't meow, so definitely not a cat. What's the next, what's the next category, Bobby? Uh, first pitch. I'm in Dodger Stadium, so I've got to go with one of the greatest living Dodger players, Sandy Koufax. Um, I got to go with something that's going to amp up the home crowd. Who does a home crowd want to see? Sandy Koufax. Uh, my play-by-play and color commentary is going to take me back to my childhood Sunday night baseball. John Miller and Joe Morgan. That's Those great. great. They're great. Yeah, they were awesome together. They were. I'll watch they that. Were. Yeah. And I still tune into San Francisco broadcast just to listen to John Miller. He's got a great voice. Yeah. Um, my man or woman in the crowd doing interviews. I need somebody that's going to really interact with fans. And I don't think this is going to be a popular one, but uh, Cabby, Cabby on the street. All right. Cabby's good. So, Whatever happened, Cabby? Bro, he went to the States to do some stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cabby was good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Cabby's great. Likeable, likeable enough guy, yeah. And I mean, he's no Borat, but... Nobody is. I mean, you either got Borat or you don't. Yeah. Um, my famous fan in the crowd, uh, somebody you just see all the time at baseball games is Jerry Seinfeld. So I would I would plug him out in the crowd. Might not have a Mets fan. Mets fan. Um, right, right. There's the thing, yeah. But, I mean, he's going to be wearing blue, so he's in the right stadium. Uh, my mascot, it's not Yuppie. I mean, that's the greatest of all time. But it would, it would be the rally monkey. From Anaheim. Oh, Lord. I remember when Anaheim. I don't know if that was like 2001, 2002, but that was massive. And I I don't know why. Like, it wasn't like a monkey ran out on the field. Like, you got these black cats and squirrels. How'd this monkey come into play? I got no idea, but he's going to be my mascot. Um, My pitcher on the mound is going to be the most unique pitcher I've ever watched pitch. El Duque, Orlando Hernandez. Like he that? Could, he was he fun. He could throw everything at you. He could throw an overhand sidearm, submarine, 16 different curveballs. He was like you, Darvish, but 20 years before you, Darvish. So I got El Duque. And my position player is going to be uh, Omar Vizquel. It's going to be somebody I love watching. the field. <laughs> so He's one of the smoothest players I've ever seen on the field. He was yeah. like a magician. You don't have a morality clause, obviously, on that team. So, what do you mean? Be- Omar? What do you mean, by- hey, what do you mean by that? Omar, man. You haven't heard? No. Oh, the stuff with his wife and all that. Very bad. Very okay, bad. Let's, let's not go down that path. Yeah, exactly. If people oh, want to okay. check that out, they know about it's it. Now. They can it's go there. to the internet yeah. and we'll have lots of it. Yeah, it's not good. Okay, mm-hmm. let's not ruin it for Bobby either. Way to go, way to go, Mal. Hey, way to I, go. The guy I, tells you like his favorite childhood player, and you're like, How, where's the, is there a parade going on here? Let me rain down 70 relief I, pitches. I, I haven't mentioned it. I didn't, I didn't make it up. I didn't make it up. <laughs> yeah, can you hey. bash the Cardinal studio there? And so. Yeah, it's like, I, yeah, to your Molina, well, Matt Cosby Carpenter. was a funny guy, too. Carpenter's got like a beard, you know, he stirs yeah, the drinks Bobby and knows, stuff. You Bobby know? knows all this Separate stuff. Separate the art, art from the artist. I didn't tell him his yeah. childhood <laughs> hero. 
I didn't, I didn't ruin his childhood here. Wow, it's just true. <laughs> anyway, so Bob, was that it, Bobby? Is there more? Yeah, I that can't was. Even remember the, the question? Was, uh, you know, the tough thing is you're going to lose Justin Drummond, but you realize that coming in, yeah, as we all did, right? That's like right. you can't, you can't beat Justin because you know it's just going to be the most beautifully absurd thing in the world. You can't compete with it, Justin. With, that's Justin's world. With the booster juice end of story to finish it off, too. The, the mic drop after his right. team there. So. Exactly, he's a pro. Yeah. He's a, he's not a part time PR man for no reason at all. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Anyway, well, that was fun. That was good, guys. It's, it's been a while, but definitely it's good. Any right. update in the score of the Cup final game? You know, you're not watching I even, it. I'd given up on it, man. I just want to see the cup raise. Yeah, I, I always like seeing the cup raise. I don't yeah, watch right? the games. They actually no. scratch Kotkanemi going into this game, which is insane. Who's scoring for you guys tonight? Not, not that he's the only well, no guy. One. But, yeah, right. No yeah. one. <laughs> but Montreal, no one scored. Right. But I guess they're up one nothing. Who? So Montreal. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go up and watch the rest of it. Yeah, I see, see what's going on. So, All right, gentlemen, have All a right, good please. night. Yep. Yep. Thank you for joining us on High Cheese. We'll be back in a few weeks for more Justin Drummond references and baseball talk. Take care.